Welcome to Inside Parliament, a weekly catch-up about the political stories we've been covering here on One News. We're coming to you from the legendary TVNZ studio in the Beehive. I'm Benedict Collins. And I'm Jessica Much Mackay. And it's been another busy week for us here um, in, in Parliament. It's been full-on follow-up from last week, which um, was probably one of the biggest weeks we've ever covered in political... It sure was. ...in our political mm. history, at least. Yeah. Um, should we start off with the pits and the peaks? Um, I'll, I might start with the peak. For me this week, the sorry, the pit I'll start off with, um, the pit has been some of the coverage around Jamie Lee Ross. It's been, it's been hard. There's mm. been this the issue with mental health, and it's been a hard and challenging thing to navigate this week in our coverage. Um, and I have found it quite a challenge. So, yeah, that's my pit this week. Yeah. You know, my pit for the week um, away from New Zealand would be, you know, the really disturbing coverage that we've been having uh, coming out of out of Turkey with the murder of the journalist there um, in the Saudi um, embassy there. Uh, you know, it sort of gets more horrifying by the day, you know, the way they sent the, the Saudis sent the death squad there to kill him. Um, you know, they took bone sores apparently and they even had a body double there to walk off in his clothes. Um, you know, really disturbing but also quite amazing in the way that Turkey seems to have caught so much of it on CCTV camera, you know, even, you know, the guy walking off in the in the dead journalist's clothes. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, and it's interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. Uh, geopolitics as well. Mm. It hits hard, I guess, for us as journalists watching that because yeah. our job is to hold um, authoritative figures to account, hold people in power to account, and we often aren't saying um, nice things about them. We're often challenging their ideas. But in New Zealand, we are allowed to do yeah, our you job You get a dirty freely. look, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. you get a dirty <laughs> yeah, look and yeah. maybe not a phone call back. But, yeah, yeah. but there are far-reaching consequences, and it does yeah. make you realise how lucky we are um, for democracy in New Zealand to yeah. have the freedoms, and, and it's do. been interesting watching um, Donald Trump, I think, respond to this as well. You yeah. know, his sort of initial reaction was, "Hey, well, we don't want to do anything that will endanger, you know, the hundred odd billion dollars worth of arms that we sell to Saudi Arabia." That, yeah, that, you know, they use them to um, fuel the war in Yemen. Yeah, um, and then sort of coming around, oh no, we are going to have to punish these people and revoking um, uh, visas and mm. yeah. Mm. So what was your peak this week? Well, absolutely non-political. Uh, my peak of the week would be the um, Tonga versus Australia <laughs> rugby league game at the weekend. Those the Tongan supporters, man, they they really turn it on. It was just fabulous. Um, watch, even though the result didn't go their way, it was just an it's amazing like a game sea to of watch. Color. It was yeah, really cool. yeah, and yeah. great atmosphere there. Even watching here down in Wellington on TV at home. Yeah, well, mine was very much political. Uh, my Peak of the week was definitely having our One News um, Colmar Brunton political poll out this week. Um, for those geeky political people out there will understand that you just get the numbers, you want to pour over them, you want to analyse them. So that's always a highlight um, for us when that comes out. Especially after last week, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So let's start off by having a look at my track on that. As Jamie Lee Ross walked away from his party, he tried to inflict maximum pain. And he did. Support dropping for both National and Simon Bridges. Look, I don't think there's any sugarcoating it. Um, last week, his toughest, worst week um, in politics I've seen for National uh, and I think for any leader. So we asked, how has Simon Bridges' management of this expenses issue affected your opinion of him? Over half say it makes no difference to how they think of him. But more than a third say they feel less positively about him, many of them national supporters. 
Only 2% feel more positive about him after the saga, and the rest don't know or weren't aware of the leak. What do you think we need to do? The number of people wanting Mr Bridges as Prime Minister isn't looking healthy either. Well, there's no doubt about it being destabilising, uh, and it'll just get worse. Do you still back, Simon? Absolutely. And they certainly continue to have my full support. And that is unwavering, and that has not changed, and it will not change. Would you have done anything differently if you were leader? Well, I wouldn't have. I don't have all the, the details, so I don't want to um, make any judgment calls on that. In fact, 5% of the people we spoke to would like to see Judith Collins in charge. Judith is a high-profile, uh, energetic, valued member of caucus, and that's certainly the case. It's not like Labour hasn't had its own problems with drama around Claire Curran and Mika Whaiteri, but seemingly eclipsed by National. I'm really heartened by the vote of confidence. But there's a lack of confidence when it comes to the economy. Bad news here for the government. We asked, do you think during the next 12 months the economy will be in a better state than at present or in a worse state? 41% think it'll get worse. That's up 6% from three months ago. Only a third think the economy will get better. That's dropped 6% from last time too. The rest think it'll stay the same. I do think that that will be a reflection of what's going on in the international environment. That aside, Labour was able to sit back last week and watch the colourful events unfold. So what was the thing that struck you the most out of that poll? What jumped out at you? Uh, I think I was really surprised that National hadn't fallen further. And as um, you know, as part of that story, I'd actually shot up and, and, and done the quick interview um, with Simon Bridges, and they were like, Phew, "We'll take that." Yeah. You know, like they, you just could not imagine a worse week for those guys than they had last week, and for them to slip by only two. Yeah, Having surprised. said that, though, I do think they need to be really worried about that seven um, in the preferred prime minister numbers. That's just not where he wants to be. Um, if we we did a story um, this week as well, looking at the different numbers that um, other politicians had been when they've been rolled. Um, Andrew Little was on six, so very yeah. similar number, but um, it was for um, Phil Goff, for David Cunliffe, um, and who's the third one I'm thinking of? Goff, Cunliffe, David Shearer. Shearer, yeah. Um, it's been a long week. Um, they were between um, 12 and 15% when they were rolled. Now, the difference there, the big glaring difference, is obviously their party support was dropping as well. But questions, yeah. absolute legitimate questions, need to be start to be asked when you're getting into these low numbers. People just aren't liking Simon Bridges, and they're not seeing him as Prime Minister, and that's a worry. That's a concern. Yeah, I guess, you know, with a lot of the Labour um, uh, people who did go at those lower numbers, you know, higher than Bridges is now some of them, mm. but often it was, you know, after an election failure or, or, you know, like we saw with Andrew Little last year, I think with the party polling so poorly as well, he said, you know, he took the decision, hey, I've got to go here to mm. give us a hope in hell of doing okay at the election, which obviously turned out to be the right move for Labour, I guess. Um, but I've always kind of felt that that preferred Prime Minister poll is always stacked in favour of the person who is Prime Minister because they get to act Prime Ministerial, you know, yeah, uh, so much yeah, of the time. Yeah, and they get to be in New York on the world stage. They get yeah, to do... Th that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think you need to you need to be presenting an alternative option to people. Mm. And the fact that he's only getting seven says to me that people either don't like him or don't think that he will, or don't know him perhaps yeah. is the other option for that. So I just, I do think that they will be, they will be keeping an eye on that. I don't think there's any 
rumblings for change right now. I think the dust will settle on Jamie Lee Ross. Mm. I think they'll see how things go over the next little while. If that party vote stays the same, they're probably okay. But I just also, another note on that, and I did mention it in my story, but when you look at the day-by-day analysis of it, on the Wednesday, the party vote for national dived down. And that was after the leaked um, recordings came out where Simon Bridges talked about one of his MPs being useless and talked about Indian. <laughs> that was, that was quite A little bit more bad. than that, yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that was a good characterisation for, yeah. for using dignified language. Yes. Um, and, a, and talking about the Indian and the Chinese um, candidates as well. Yeah. So it did dive down and then it did come back up again. But if it, I, I wonder if, if the attention hadn't switched to Jamie Lee Ross, we might have seen a really different figure. Um, mm. And I know, you know, polls are a sample of how people are feeling, but it's really interesting to pinpoint what people are reacting to. Yeah, I guess also another thing I sort of took away from it is I'd expected if National had fallen, it may have worked in Act's favour a little bit, but we just didn't see that at all. No. I, mean, just, I think they dropped down, our last poll had them at 1.1%, now they're down at 03 which is kind of consistent with, with where they've been over the last year, but just really sort of flatlining there for Act, and uh, they were... You know, voters were sort of given, hey, if if you were going to move away from national, and we only saw a two point drop, but you know, it didn't go act's way at all. And smaller parties, of course, traditionally tend to fall out of the polls more frequently in mm. non-election years. That tends to happen, um, but I, it does start to get down to worrying territory where they're not registering and in comparison the Māori Party even though they're not in Parliament and don't have that voice are so yeah yeah, I think there'll be a few concerns but it's not the first time that One News has done a political poll and in fact we've done them for decades very frequently Um, this little treasure from 1994 has been dug up I challenge the Minister now... Labour MPs have made much of the running in Parliament over the last fortnight, targeting Ministers Warren Cooper and John Banks. And the hard work has paid dividends. Just a minute. Of decided voters, Labour has 24% support, up two. In a month, the party has halved the gap with the Alliance. The Alliance is down three to 29%, but remains in second place. The government still leads the poll with 35% support, down one. Support for New Zealand First is on 8%. Financial market workers heard from Jim Anderton in the last month. They're nervous about the alliance policies and Mr Anderton himself. But such nervousness hasn't made a dint in his preferred Prime Minister ratings. Jim Anderton remains the country's most preferred Prime Minister, up one to 25%. Prime Minister Jim Bolger is second on 14%, followed by Labour's Mike Moore on 13, up 1, Winston Peters on 10, down 1, and Labour's David Longy on 7%. Labour's current leader, Helen Clark, is on 2%. So um, hope for Simon Bridges there yeah. when you look at uh, where Helen Clark was at back there and she Absolutely. went on to lead the country for nine years. Yeah, so there you go. Um, that's his right of reply. Yeah, yeah. Although I'm not quite sure if you'll like the comparison with Helen Clark. I'm not sure. I think also what it shows is just how sophisticated our graphics have become over the last few <laughs> yeah. decades. Um, mm. We have moved away from the wiggly worm and we have that we had some new, we played with some new graphics um, with them coming out of the floor and augmented reality. So um Although, yeah, I, I yeah. think that the graphics definitely show the age of a of an item, that's for sure. Um, it also, we also asked people about fuel prices in our poll. So let's have a look at um, Mikey's story on that. Playing politics over the price at the pump. 
There will be no other regional fuel taxes while I am Prime Minister, which at the moment feels like it might be for a while. Under pressure. National calling it a backdown. Did she just make that undertaking on the hoof because she knows how much this is hurting Kiwis all over this country? Mr Speaker, I've made that statement because that member is circulating false information. National claims the government was looking at a regional fuel tax for Wellington, despite it being categorically ruled out by the government and both Wellington City and regional councils. Well, it's just mischief-making and he's desperate. They know there's been recent discussion. Petrol prices have prompted debate across the country. Our poll asked people about the impact of recent petrol price increases. 36% said they've driven less. 30% said they've spent less on essential items like groceries or power. And 44% said they've spent less on non-essential items. The poll reflects what we're experiencing on a daily basis. And the mission, the Auckland City mission, is deeply concerned now on the impact of rising fuel on the poorest people in our community. Almost half those who've driven less are from low to middle income households, while those who spent less on essential items included 50% Asian New Zealanders and 45% Pacific people. Crazy. Everything is related to petrol, right? It affected my budget for the week. All our cars sit in the garage because it's too expensive. Auckland's regional fuel tax of 10 cents a litre has been in place for a month now. The impact isn't clear, but the ministry in charge of reporting on petrol patterns is looking to include it. And the government's hoping to pass legislation over the next fortnight, allowing the Commerce Commission to investigate whether Kiwis are paying a fair price at the pump. Yeah, so you can see that those petrol prices, they, they are starting to bite, right? People are changing their behaviour, um, taking action to try and, you know, use their vehicles less. You know, and I think it's a big topic of conversation, you know, among the public. And I thought it was pretty fascinating in Parliament yesterday, watching um, the Prime Minister sort of, I think National was right, you know, making it up on the hoof. It was really interesting for that because that, this is their... This is the thing that's hurting people in the pocket. Every yeah. time they go to the petrol station, people are thinking about the way they use their cars. They're thinking every time they fill up and where they're going to fill up if they can get yeah. it a bit cheaper yeah. somewhere else. And it was fascinating to see that the Prime Minister had to reassure the public, depending on which um, which version of events you believe, mm. and the fact that she had to come out and categorically say that there won't be... Um, any more regional fuel tax under my watch. We had that with John Key with um, New Zealand Super, Super as well. Animation. You yeah, have to come right. out yep. and that becomes their thing that they then um, have to live by. Now, we, when she decided that she needed to make that reassurance and make yeah. that statement, we're not sure. But one of her ministers said on radio this morning, didn't they? We were talking about this earlier. So they had a phone call yeah, yesterday yesterday morning. Um, but, yeah. but Shane Jones, yeah, that you know, <laughs> caught him totally... By surprise, you know, the first thing you knew yeah. about it was when the Prime Minister announced it in, in, in Parliament in the House. Although I, I've just done an interview with um, with Win, uh, with Winston Peters and um, Jacinda Ardern for the one marking the one year anniversary of forming the coalition, and I and I brought that up and said, you know, mm. how look, how do you manage communication between the two parties? And um, and I used the example yesterday with um, Shane Jones standing up in the house and Winston Peters in that interview um, gave him a little serve saying perhaps um, he needed to keep up to date with things. So perhaps trying to smooth things over a little bit for the Prime Minister there. So I think um, mm. 
yeah, it's it's just going to be a continuing headache for the government and um, something that that the National Party just keep going and going on. So as well as a political poll, there's also been the Jamie Lee Ross story that's been... Yep, kept still, on rolling on. Yeah, yep. still bubbling along. Um, and there have been questions raised about how the National Party have handled that. So let's look at Mikey Sh- Mikey's track now. Simon Bridges back in the thick of it, defending his handling of what was a tumultuous week in New Zealand politics. Are you happy with how you dealt with the issue regarding Jamie Lee Ross? Yes, I think that I've done the right thing at every step of this uh, in difficult circumstances. It comes after the embattled MP was admitted to mental health care on Sunday. I feel at every step I've made the right decisions. He's handled them abysmally. Despite the mudslinging of the last week... I believe Simon Bridges is a corrupt politician. We are talking about a guy who's lying, who's leaking, who's lashing out. The party says it was on hand for Mr Ross over the weekend. A lot of people, I think, were involved, yes. In what way? Well, uh, making sure that the family, that Lucy uh, have support, that Jamie Lee is also to the extent that we can, getting uh, getting support from the party. The handling of the issue raising red flags with some. The biggest concern is some of the language and attitudes to uh, mental health problems that have been creeping into the whole discussion. The national leader defended his actions, but not his deputies. That's after Paula Bennett said Mr Ross's conduct wasn't appropriate for a married man. I think she didn't get it perfect, and she didn't get it all perfect. Did you know she was going to raise that? Uh, I'm not going to go into what I've discussed. We've always focused on policy, that it's about what we're doing in office, uh, that we, uh, and that we, you know, you play the, the ball, not the man. Simon Bridges today announced an independent review of the party and its culture, welcoming any necessary recommendations, though it's not clear if it will be made public. I want to make sure women and national, both here in Parliament and the wider party, feel absolutely safe. Meanwhile, the issue of whether the party will use the waka jumping law put on the back burner. Jamie Lee Ross uh, is uh, unwell. Uh, I think it is incredibly unlikely uh, that we will use it uh, while he's unwell. A ceasefire of sorts for now. So there was also the development on Friday about the affairs as well with Jamie Lee Ross speaking publicly and um, apologising over the affairs um, and also saying he's not going anywhere. He's staying on in Parliament mm. and will be an independent MP. So that's a that's a big revelation. That was a big move. Yeah, and then the following day on Saturday, you know, um, sounds like the police intervened and he was taken into uh, mental health care. And then earlier, was it Monday or Tuesday this week, um, he, he was released, I think, from, from hospital. So, like, like I guess you're saying in, in your um, pit of the week, it's been quite hard to, to cover that story, as well as being sensitive to what's going on in the background here, right? Yeah, it is. And I think that's usually we're dealing with pure politics. Mm. Um, and this was another element to that. So, um, um, I guess lots of new things to deal with and um, and ways of, of handling it. So, yeah, it has yeah. been big. I think, yeah, I, I kind of think back and I look at the way Nationals handled it and, you know, there were mental health concerns from the outset and the way their MPs all turned on them, um, you know, and it was sort of 55 against one, um, you know, and they were pretty vicious and putting in the boot. You know, I think when they look back on this in hindsight, I, I, I think, you know, they would have felt, felt they could have handled this a lot better and a lot smoother. But I think the key word there is in hindsight. 
Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I do think that um, there was a different, that layer, yes, it was around at the beginning, but I do feel like things changed a little over the weekend when that became That's, more public. Yeah. So I do think that, yes, there will be um, perhaps some regret about the way that things were handled, but that was a different, do you know what I mean? Like I do think the inside, um, inside this place, um, that was how they were feeling at that moment. Mm. So it is it is hard to know. And I won yeah, and I just wonder if um if perhaps National had played it differently right from the beginning and um rather than pouring fuel on the fire. Or refused um, to comment and said, Look, there's mental but I'm not I don't think that would have flown with us. Like I just don't think that the media would have accepted that is a thing mm. so I mean hindsight is a wonderful thing and, and yeah. looking back but and reflecting but still, but still I mean still really messy absolutely um, and, messy you know, with with the affairs with another yeah. national MP um, forcing uh, them to do this review into their culture yeah uh, and lots of women have been treated really really poorly yeah. here by, by Jamie Lee Ross yeah and it seems like we're kind of getting an insight into that political environment and it's it's not pretty yeah so let's see uh, do you think do you think you'll come back to to Parliament anytime soon? I'm not sure. I think it'll depend how he's feeling over the next mm. few weeks and how things go. He said that there's rot in the National Party and I want to come back and hold them to account. Sitting there in Parliament, using parliamentary privilege, um, which means you can't be sued, of course, he can do that. Um, and I think that that would be, um, that would be a, if he was wanting utu or revenge on the National Party, that would be a way to do it. He'll have to... Um, He'll have to get well and yeah. recover, um, but I think it'll be it'll, that would make a lot of national MPs very uncomfortable. And you think they'd walk a jump him if he does start doing I that? I think they'd have to. Um, mm. I I think that that's you just wouldn't, even though you you'd take the hit because it would be a political hit, um, and I think they'd have to. Yeah. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how this plays out. Mm. Um, it's been great to have you with us on Inside Parliament, our weekly catch up about the political stories that we've been covering on One News. We're on Facebook, Twitter and on Instagram. It's available every Thursday evening on the One News Facebook page. And check us out on your favourite podcasting app. We'll see you next week. See you guys.